0: I'm Logan Crawford and right now on Spotlight, we're speaking with Dr. Kathy Tagg. She is the author of Birthright, Discover God's Best for Your Birth Experience. It delves into the realm of childbirth, challenging conventional wisdom and offering a faith-based perspective on pregnancy and birthing choices. With a blend of medical knowledge and spiritual insights, she equips expectant mothers to make informed decisions and embrace a birth experience that aligns with their beliefs. We're delighted to have this very talented doctor and author join us here today on Spotlight. We thank the team at Good River Print and Media for helping us put her in the spotlight today. And we ask viewers like you to support writers like her by subscribing to our channel. Doctor, thanks so much for being our guest today on Spotlight.
1: Thank you for having me, Logan.
0: Tell us a little bit about your medical experience, your background, that kind of thing, what you do for a living.
1: Sure. Well, I am a chiropractor. I've been Mm -hmm. a chiropractor for over 20 years now, and I specialize in taking care of pregnant moms and babies. And I had a journey that where I didn't know anything about birth before I went to chiropractic school. And I had an unexpected um, appointment with a home birth that Mm -hmm. totally changed my view about birthing in general.
0: Exactly. Now, was this you who had a home birth or a client who had a home birth, a patient? No,
1: it was actually um, my chiropractor's daughter that found herself. She was having number four. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, things were not going well with the daddy. And she was kind of left on her own. Mm -hmm. And I was the only one available.
0: Wow. (laughs) So did you deliver the baby or help with the delivery? Tell us how that went.
1: I was helpful. so. Uh, basically my friend, Tracy, she was Mm -hmm. having baby number four. And so obviously she's done it before and in her paradigm, she had never been to hospital to have a birth. Right. So she really just needed someone to be there to be supportive because you should never be alone in that situation if you can help it.
0: Exactly. So
1: she basically just told me, you know, I just need you here to do what I tell you to do (laughs) (laughs) and help me. (laughs)
0: That's amazing. So from that point going forward, it changed the way you looked at pregnancy and childhood.
1: Absolutely. Because before then, right. I, I did grow up in the so-called medicine cabinet. I didn't know that there was that much else out there when it came to birthing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you see, you can see the movies and you know, it's like a crisis mode. Everyone's freaking out and, um, and it wasn't that at all. It was very calm and it was a beautiful experience. And I thought, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be easy like that for everybody. I'm not saying that right. it's like that for everybody, but it was definitely a total opposite than what I had heard of and seen thus far.
0: Exactly. So your paradigm shift meant that you started viewing pregnancy and childbirth as more of a natural process and less as a medical episode and yes. yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, unfortunately in the United States, mm-hmm. we have, we're not doing very well with infant mortality or maternal mortality for that matter. Yeah. And so in 2020, there was a study that came out that ranked the United States 50 out of 195 other developed nations in infant mortality. Which means that you could go to 49 other countries and have a better possibility of your child surviving the birth process.
0: It's just that's a mind blowing statistic. And is it mostly because women are not getting the care they need during their pregnancy?
1: I think that um, it's kind of a combination of not being familiar enough with the birthing process Mm -hmm. and then going into a scenario where everything is more cookie cutter, like this is the procedures. Um, And I would say that the majority of the time, the medical paradigm tries to schedule and control birth, Mm -hmm. which if they were more um, accommodating to allowing it to unfold as it should, then there wouldn't be pressures. There wouldn't be um, scenarios where now you're in a situation where you have to deliver in a certain amount of time, or there's a possibility for infection, for example, where you would need the C-section. So,
0: um,
1: and so it's a very left brain type of environment versus birthing is using more of your right brain, being able to like be in tune with your body and just, how are you feeling the emotions? What do you need next? Um, That's not uh, in some scenarios, it can uh, be possible. And so in my book, I don't really care if you have a hospital birth, if you have a Mm -hmm. home birth, if you go to a birthing center, Mm -hmm. but I do want the moms to know what a little bit more about the process and why you should try to um, avoid the interventions if possible, because those interventions are putting our children at a deficit. And there's more moms. The United States is the only developed country where moms are dying because of pregnancy related complications. That number keeps continuing to increase. Yeah. So it's not, you know, the the false sense of security that uh, we get like oh yeah you know everybody goes to the hospital so I'm gonna go to the hospital right right you shouldn't have that um that false sense of security with that security blanket for some moms and babies is turning into a grave blanket and I want to stop yeah. that
0: yeah it's scary and when you you know I've gone I am a father of three children and uh was there every step of the way and when you are in the hospital I was more of a natural, holistic approach person. My, their mother was not. Um, so we, you know, you come in, it's the anesthesiologist right away. You know, she's pushing a cart and she's telling you the cocktails of whether it's going to be an epidural or whatever. Sure. And once you get the epidural in, you now labor has slowed down and the contractions have slowed down. Now they need to give you some drugs to induce those contractions again. And then they need to break your, wall. you know, it becomes this whole thing where, you know, it's an escalating process. And like you said, sometimes it's needed. Sure. And you need to be at a hospital. Sometimes you don't. Let's talk about your book, who it's aimed at, why you wrote it and what people will get from it.
1: Sure. Well, I wrote it for anybody that is expecting Mm -hmm. to have a baby. Um, You know, maybe you're freshly married and that's going to be the goal sooner or later is to start a family basically just trying to get the word out to know more about the process. You know, women have babies every day, but that doesn't mean that you're having a baby every day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so unless <laughs> so unless you are around a lot of people that are having babies and are able to talk about that all the time and not just hear the horror stories. Yeah. Um, it's basically encouraging the conversation to start. And it can be for um, you know, women that want to have babies. It can be for women that had babies and want the younger generation to know better about it can be better. So it basically it's for families, whether you're starting your family or if you're trying to pass the baton of knowledge to the next generation.
0: Absolutely. And what to expect when you're expecting has been like the Bible for pregnant (laughs) women for decades. But what I find interesting about your book is that this is more spiritual and there's a faith element involved as well that you obviously don't get in the other book. Tell us a little bit about how you incorporate faith and spirituality in this whole pregnancy birthing process.
1: Well, sure. So the birthing process is definitely a self-discovery process as well. And, um, you know, women that are able to have victory in their birth where they feel great about it, where they're like, wow, I did this. This was, <laughs> this was challenging. I did this um, are able to, you know, birth is not just about babies. It's about birthing other things in our life. And so it, but it's one of the first things that we can gain confidence with mm-hmm. so that we can birth other things to do other great things in our life. And so when I was, um, you know, thinking about, okay, how, Yeah, the Bible has things to say about birth, but there's um, one verse that talks about, I think it's 1 Timothy 2.15, and it says, you will be saved in childbearing if you continue in faith, um, holiness, self-control. There's one other thing that I kind of missing right now, but um, faith, hope, holiness, self-control. Okay. So in my book, I basically use that as a criteria to basically self-assess yourself? Where are you in those categories? And not just for the birthing process, but in life, because when you're going through the birthing process, there's things that, because you're so vulnerable Mm -hmm. and there's so many emotions, there's a lot of things that could come out that can make you freak out if you haven't already dealt with them. And so I use that criteria to show Um, how that happens with the ladies in the Bible and then how to do a self discovery process with that so that you can be prepared to know, okay, yeah, I'm not, I don't have to freak out. I I've dealt with this. I don't have to let fear creep in or doubt or anything else like that. And to show them that, you know, conception, pregnancy and birth are all supernatural events. And so it's a really good idea to, uh, include God mm. along the way.
0: Absolutely. That might be more comforting than, uh, you know, anesthesia. You never know. You know a good prayer <laughs> can uh, help you through a lot. It can,
1: it can change a lot of things. And yep. uh,
0: yeah, prayer can change a lot of things, as you said. Let's talk about um, folks who are watching this who want to access your services as part of their you know, pregnancy maternal care. How does that work? Are you, do you work with a birthing center? Do you work with doulas, midwives, doctors? Tell us how that works.
1: Well, I basically meet my ladies where they're at. In the community, you know, there's some people that come in and they say, oh yes, I'm going to have a hospital birth. Okay, great. Well, then I just kind of, you know, have a conversation with them and say, okay, do you know, I know you know about the interventions, but do you know what can result as you know when you participate in them and most people don't even have a clue right um so not only so we start out the conversation where they're at most people are bent toward the hospital birth and that's fine sometimes i don't see moms until after they you know had their babies and then there's different types of healing that needs to happen from that but basically the services that i offer are the chiropractic care for their structures to make mm-hmm. sure that the structure is good so that the baby can come out without any interference. Also nutritional services as well. And there's lots of things that you can do nutritionally to customize it for different women. I had one lady that um, she was contracting prematurely and we were able to give her the right nutrients and it settled down and she was able to carry the baby full term. Yeah. So there, there's lots of different things to think about but um, our website, tagteam.com has a little bit of, you know, a summary of the different things that we have mm-hmm. available to offer. And then, you know, depending if you're not in my area, I can definitely refer you to other doctors that have the similar paradigm that could get you help that you need to prepare.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Certainly, pregnant women have issues with their back frequently when they're uh, expecting. So that's obviously something you can help them with. The whole idea of helping them with nutritional support sounds great. We now know that getting the right nutrition's make, nutrition makes all the difference in the world when it comes to having a healthy, thriving baby. Um, the, the role of folic acid alone is very, very well documented when it comes to spina bifida and other issues. Before we leave you today, what do you want the moms out there, the dads out there to know about your book and about childbirth?
1: Well, I just want to encourage them to get the book because it prepares you to have the conversations and the thought processes you need to be prepared for the event. There's a lot of things that you think you know, but then you may not know like, oh, what about that? What You know, Yeah. or I didn't know I had a choice. I mean, I I don't necessarily have to go through with that. And having the conversation prior to,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: right? And even preparing in my book, I have um, an example of how to prepare for your birth plan, right? Mm-hmm. Have things down in writing in case you can't communicate well, right? You don't necessarily know. And then being able to, um, yeah, have that discussion as a couple and then really consider having an advocate with you. There's um, doulas out there that are not emotionally tied to you that can enforce that birth plan to keep you safe. And you can have the best experience possible.
0: Absolutely. It is a once in a lifetime experience, unique for the mother and that child and the father witnessing the birth as well. Um, And it should be done right. And hence the name right discover God's best for your birth experience. It is written by Dr. Kathy Tag. It is a wonderful book. It'll inform you about childbirth, and it will challenge conventional wisdom, and it offers a faith-based perspective on pregnancy as well as birthing choices. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us here today on Spotlight.
1: Thank you, Logan.
0: My pleasure. And to the folks at home, I'm Logan Crawford, thanking you for your time this time until next time on Spotlight.